Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Lift every voice and sing till earth and It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. It is south about southwest. Man, traffic is crazy. The weather is even more crazier. Uh, it's it's like nice one day, it's cold one day, and then it wants to rain another day. I don't know what today wants to do, but at least the temperature is great. Uh, you know, welcome to Come and Talk It, let me tell you. All right, so today we're going to talk about Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. He announced on Friday some priority bills, uh, some things that he's going to push in the Senate and get passed, and then send them over to the House to see if he can get them passed in the House and get the governor to sign them. We'll talk about those bills here in a little bit. But, you know, I kind of want to talk to you guys first about, you know, home invasions. I had someone, you know, walk into the store. The the thing about gun stores, you know, we get into a lot of different conversations. We we run into a lot of people. And you'd be surprised in Austin um, how there are home invasions that are actually happening. And you don't see this stuff on the news. So this is things, you know, I want to talk to you about things that are happening right now that you have no idea that's going on. In your community, home invasions. This man, uh, he's lived in Austin for quite a while. He's from the UK. He's now a U.S. citizen and he lives in Austin, Texas. And, you know, he's sitting at home one day sleeping, you know, where he's supposed to be. And at old dark 30, all of a sudden he wakes up and there are three guys standing in his home in Austin. With a gun pointed at his face. They immediately Smack him with the gun on his right side, you know, caused a nice size bruise on his ear. And then they punched him, you know, and flipped him over on his side. I mean, this guy has a black eye. He's, you know, he's got a busted ear and bruises. And then they robbed him. And, you know, and basically because he was a business owner, he owns a business and he lives by himself and he figured they could take advantage of him. And so. You got to these are things I want to talk to you a little bit about right now. We got to focus on, you know, your personal protection, protection, your own your own self, because he realized, you know, this guy, you know, he comes into the gun store, wants to get a gun, wants to do all this stuff. Now, Uh, he realized, man, you know how long it takes for police to arrive. He realized and these are things that he said to me, you know, (laughs) you know, how long these people were in his house. They were in his home for over 30 minutes. 
before he was able to dial 911. And so, you know, and I had to talk to him about those things that are just uncomfortable. You know, one, in that situation like that, a gun wouldn't have done you any, any good because now they're standing in front of you with a gun pointed at your face. So what are you going to do? So we had to talk about how to keep them from getting inside the home in the first place. You know, gets, I asked him, do you have an alarm system? He said, no, didn't have an alarm. Um, well, how did they gain entry into the home? You know, did they break through the front door? Did he, you know, break through a window? There was no, you know, nothing at all. So apparently he left the front door open. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, there's one thing, you know, that a lot of your police departments are actually tweeting out every night at nine o'clock. And that is lock it up. It's nine o'clock. Let's check the doors, check the windows and lock them up. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I totally agree. As as we all know, I've had my own experiences. And and yeah, in my situation, a gun wouldn't have helped me because the person was sitting down next to my bed staring at me when I woke up. So um, and it was unfortunate for me. My alarm, I was in a condo and my alarm literally had broken that weekend and I had called the landlord to fix it and they hadn't gotten out there yet. Mm. And so, um, but yeah, I, I even to this day, like when I'm, when I'm alone, I sleep with my bedroom door locked because I fig- I figure if someone gets in through the front door, I can hear that and I'll have time to get my gun. Mm. And, and this, this is what I told him. I said, you know, you need to have a plan because... You know, once they gain entry to the home, one, get an alarm system. You know, there's a lot of technology out there nowadays. So when someone steps into your home, that alarm should go off. All you need is 30 seconds, 30 seconds to grab your phone, grab a gun, get to a safe room, a safe spot in that home where you can barricade yourself. You know, because if you not everyone's prepared, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night to defend yourself. But what you can prepare for is to grab your phone, grab your gun, get to the closet where you can get your senses and, and get everything about you and then said, OK, now, you know, now I can dial 911. You know, I can look at my cameras on my phone and see, you know, who's inside my home. You know, now I got my gun. They come into this room. They come into this safe room, closet, whatever. I can defend myself. And so, you know, those are kind of things I like to talk to people about. You got to have a plan of what you're going to do in the event something does happen. You know, but it's up to you to protect yourself. Police, I'm telling you now, when it comes to a residential home, nine times out of ten, it's going to take them about ten minutes to arrive. Ten minutes. That's what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> ten minutes. And and like with many situations, they're there, but they're there after the fact mm. to gather information. Like when people, you know, especially rape. Well, you can't call them before you're raped. <laughs> You have to call them after the fact, but you could, if you, if you carried, you could prevent it most of the time, not all the time, but. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts, Eric? Yeah, it's, I think it's something that everybody needs to be consciously aware of. As you're saying, have a plan in place. Even just thinking about what you would do in that situation is going to put you at slightly of, at an advantage if and when that ever occurs, because it's something you've thought about and you've kind of gone through in your head what you want to do in that situation. So it may help you react a little bit better in that moment as opposed to just being shocked at if you don't think that it's ever going to happen you're never going to be prepared for the eventuality that it may happen so yeah i I think that's the problem right don't a lot of people because i talk about it all the time Mm. Uh, my daughter like that is one thing i can say that i have passed down to her she is very 
has so much situational awareness. It's fantastic. But when you do bring it up to people, they either think you're negative or that it's never going to happen to them. And I try to explain, I'm not being negative. I'm just, I want to be prepared. So I'm passing this information to you. People don't want to think about it a lot of times. And, 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 and I was, there are more questions I have to ask this guy, you know, because these people felt so comfortable that they were all the way into his bedroom. And so I'm thinking, you know, my question to him was, okay, is this someone that you knew? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. someone had inside information about you. Someone knew your business, you know, business owner, Someone knew, you know, when they came in, they're asking for money. You know, where's the money? Where's the safe? A a customer, perhaps. Yeah. So the ones that attacked that killed my sister, they literally stalked them, I think, for three weeks. They went to the pawn shop, followed them home. They were customers. That's how they figured everything out. They figured out that her fiance had the master key to all the pawn shops. Um, So, yeah, a lot of times it could be it's. Someone you know, or someone that's a customer, and and, and and Olivia, you're right. You know, a dog can go a long way. You know, yeah. man, I depend so much on my dogs, so much. My dogs let me know everything. You know, who's in the driveway, who's in in front of the house. You know, before they get to the driveway, my dogs are you know on they're on point. Well, it doesn't it doesn't even need to be a dog that can do anything in the situation. Just the fact that it will start barking yeah. and give you that heads up. You don't need it necessarily to be able to attack. The intruder. No, just a great alert yeah, system. Exactly. Yeah, just it could be a little dog because they they yap really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dogs, uh, alarm system, lock your doors. You'd be surprised how much, you know, theft, robbery, everything happens because we don't lock anything. Oh, I know. You know, so many guns are stolen in Austin, Texas out of automobiles because they're unlocked, mm-hmm. out of unlocked vehicles. So at, I'm telling you, at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever time you think you should do this, you need to get to a point where you stop and say, okay, let me lock everything up. Did I lock the vehicle? All the vehicles locked. Did I lock the front door? You know, all the windows locked. Is the alarm system on? You know, go through those little mental checks in your head. It's a shame that we're at that point, but that's where we're at. You know, you got to make sure that you stop them and keep them from getting in. Because once they get in, then you're going to have to, you know, go to that next step. Another thing, too, especially if you're living in an apartment, my girlfriend and I moved into one uh, last year, and the first thing that I did was replace the screws on the um, the door, like the uh, the not the door handle itself, but the part on the frame of the door because they come with little, like, half-inch screws, and those aren't going to hold up much to a kick. But if you get, like, three-and-a-half-inch oh, ones, yeah. it may not hold the door open for or hold the door closed forever, but... It's going to take a couple more kicks and, again, give you time. That's what we're talking about here. Those seconds are precious. We're talking, about, we're talking about home invasions. We're talking about Lieutenant Governor Texas, uh, of Texas, Dan Patrick. He announced some priority bills. We're going to talk about those and some more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill. Come and talk it. Worried? 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're back and we're talking about uh, the Texas legislature. We're talking about Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. He announced on Friday some priority bills and he announced a long list of bills there. Uh, a lot of things that he's concerned about, things that he wants to get passed for us. And so just so you know, constitutional carry is not one of those bills. Just so you know, just want you want to make sure. Yeah. Want to make sure you have that in your head. Uh, so they talked about a lot of things and we're going to go down that list here in a few minutes, but let me go to Facebook here. Olivia says, um, Olivia's telling me that, that the Austin police department actually gets paid to do that 9 PM Lock everything up. Lock your doors. So uh, apparently a lot of law enforcement agencies are doing this, and that makes sense. You know, I should have, you know, I, that should have clicked in my head that, you know, no, they weren't, no one's going to do anything unless they're getting money for it. Uh, because every, you know, I, I've seen this on a number of agencies, you know, Twitter feeds and their social media networks. And they're actually tweeting this stuff. So that actually makes sense. They're actually getting paid to tell you at nine o'clock, lock your stuff up. And so I, I encourage you to do that, you know, and it's, it's sad, you know, that we have to do that in the city of over a million people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also another report that came out to change before I get to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and uh, the lack of gun bills I see in his priority list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a there's a, a thing that was released in Austin that the city of Austin, when it comes to you know, like the Austin Police Department, that more blacks are actually pulled over and searched um, than any other uh, group in the city. So the black blacks in Austin account for 7% of the population in Austin, uh, but they are stopped and searched three times more. <laughs> just so you know, I just want to put that out there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that came out uh, this week. And that's that's real, really alarming. Uh, and then uh, Donald, Donald, uh, you got to call me up, Donald, and, and give me this information because I heard of something about this, but I don't know all the details about it. So you got to call us up and give us the details at five one two five four three two two eight four. He asked me, did we hear about Annie Brooks? Annie Brooks is an FFL uh, dealer in California, and someone reported her. And since they reported her, uh, someone she doesn't even really associate with, apparently when they report you according to the California red flag laws, they come and get all your guns. You know, as part of the investigation, they grab your guns. And so she's an FFL dealer. So that means, boom, they snatch her FFL. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, and so I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So someone she doesn't even really associate with, you know, reports her for something. And just to fight this, as she's fighting this case through the courts, she loses her guns and her business. That's I'm sure glad California has all these laws on the books because they have no gun 
crime whatsoever. It's yeah. been super effective. Oh, it's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, you definitely, Donald, you got to call us and tell us about that or, or share something with us, because um, yeah, I definitely, you know, got to get more information on that. All right, and then. You know what? We haven't had Janai here in, in like a while. So, Janai, you got to tell us, you know, what's going on with you? You know, what's up with you? How's your health? Um, so I had my six-month checkup, I want to say a month ago, three weeks ago, something like that. And um, for ovarian cancer, it came back clear. But strangely, so they did a CT scan of, and I have to do this every three months. For five years, I learned. Mm. <laughs> um they did a CT scan of from my um, neck all the way down to my pelvis. And um, I'm clear everywhere except uh, on my thyroid. I have multiple cysts. They're small, but um, I have to go back actually the 26th of this month to um, get checked by my doctor's brother who is an ear, nose, throat oncologist. Mm, I didn't to, go to ENT. I have a heck of a ringing in my ear. I've, I've had it for quite a while. My ears just ring yeah. and ring. So they Oof. need to make sure that the cysts on my thyroid are not cancer or mm. problematic. It's highly unlikely, but you never know. So yeah. that's where I'm at with that. Um, other than that, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I feel pretty recovered. Yeah, I turned 50 this week. This is the month of March. So I'm, I've been <laughs> depressed all week. <laughs> so, uh, i actually yeah people are like you're that old yeah yeah i'm that old i hit 50 this week oh boy yeah half century yeah i'm gonna be totally drunk all week long there you all go. week there you go <laughs> you got oh. south by so that helps oh that's definitely gonna help <laughs> name of my game is uber and lyft yep and the, and the free and events everywhere <laughs> oh no i'm gonna have my own little party everywhere oh, okay. every chance i get <laughs> party 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 I'm going to hear that later on when I get home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Janai, I want to talk about that, you know, because cancer is something else. I've had, you know, loved ones in my family uh, die of cancer. And so that's a lot. It, it's, it, it's a lot to deal with and to combat, you know. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about that. And yeah, have you made some changes in your life? Oh, well, even with just knowing that I have cysts on my thyroid, I started reading a lot about that to figure out why that happens. And, and um, you know, it's very, that's linked a lot to stress. And so, um, yeah, I'm making huge changes in my life. Um, You're starting to relax a little bit. Well, I don't know if I'd say, yes, I guess you could say that, but. You're starting uh, to think about relaxing a little bit. I am, yeah. <laughs> As a business owner, you're not relaxing yet. You're starting to think about relaxing. Yeah, so, um I have actually decided, um, I mean, I'll, I guess I can go ahead and say this because um, I already have someone. Um, I decided to sell literally everything, to be honest with you. Really? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not only is, did I put my business up for sale, um, I put all my property up for sale. I'm moving oh, wow. my money around. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I calculated that I can live off of the interest of my money for quite some time without touching the principal. Oh, wow. So I don't need to work. I want to work. So my plan, my short-term plan is uh, I would say um, anyone that's had cancer uh, probably can uh, empathize with me. The mental aspect of cancer is is so much more difficult than a lot of the, uh, like getting over, you know, I went from somebody that felt physically like a 20-year-old all the time. Mm. 
And so I really was blindsided in getting so sick because I never had any symptoms. I'm like that too until I bend over and, and I realize how old I really am. <laughs> so, I never, yeah. I mean, I've ne- I've never been on any medications. I've never been sick my entire life, mm. other than you know a cold, stuff mm-hmm. like that, strep throat. And so I, I I went from that to having a lot of my organs removed and having all this changes occur oh, wow. and so that was very challenging and still is i'm getting better but yeah so plan is uh to make some big changes and by the summer i'll be in bali wow, <laughs> wow that's nice. awesome so you chose bali yeah yeah me and christy i'm taking my daughter my daughter and i are gonna because it was difficult for her too we're gonna go on an epic trip nice um and we're gonna in fact we're gonna stop in australia oh and i'm not gonna work or do anything you for about... Find, you got to find some hotties in Australia. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I got have, some good-looking people down I there. I have never seen an unattractive Australian. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're hardcore. Oh, yes. But, not, not like these little whippy men we have here in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> not all of us. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take uh, three, four months off and not do absolutely anything. Nice. All right. All right. So we're, we're still talking about uh, Le- uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. He's got some bills uh, that are his priority. None of those bills have anything to do with constitutional carry. They're very uh, I want to say there's only one or two gun bills. Uh, that's it. And everything else is everything else. They're talking about protection of religious liberties. You know what? Religious liberties. I, I think I'm free to to practice whatever religion I want to practice. I don't think we need any laws surrounding uh, religious liberties. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I promise you we're going to talk about Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Uh, but, you know, and I'm going to save him for a little later. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. You know what? Next, I want to talk about this video out of Boulder, Colorado. There's a lot of talk about this video in Boulder. Um, and this young man who was picking up trash outside of his home when the Boulder, Colorado Police Department showed up and uh, asked the guy for his ID. They, they asked him for his ID. He showed them his ID to tell them. That, you know, he lived there and then the officer, you know, wanted to know some more information. And so he was standing outside his townhouse, you know, like a little townhouse. And when the officer showed up and questioned him, his name was uh, Zaid Atkinson. 
Now, the video is from a Bernard Bernardo merchant. And basically, Zaid was picking up trash. The person filmed yelling that you're going to hear him here in a few minutes. And as Atkinson and the officer, as they uh, kind of uh, exchange words, he, you know, he's picking up trash and you have your hand on your gun is what he's saying over and over again. And, and the guy in the window that was uh, filming this said, hey, he lives here. The man behind the camera, you know, is you know, basically saying all this stuff. So basically, um, I want to talk about this and want to talk about conflict resolution and how we can not put ourselves in situations like this. You know, because all this stuff, you know, could definitely be avoided, you know, but definitely uh, take a listen to this. You're on my property with a gun in your hand, threatening to shoot me. He's picking up trash and you have your hand on your gun? Go home. Go home. This officer has his hand on his gun because like, he's picking up trash. That's a clamp. Zaid. You have a gun in your hand. Yes, I do, because you're not listening. You have a gun in your hand. I don't have a weapon. Drop it. How do you feel about that? Tell me what to do. What, are you going to shoot me? No, no one's going to shoot me. Or you're going to tase me and arrest me and beat me like every No, don't tell me what to do. Get off my property. Get off my property. Get off my property. I'm off the property. There's people out here committing crime. There's people out here doing right. real crime. It's, it's likely, you hey, hey, all your hey, hey, over it's here. likely, hey, you're angry and escalated. And it's likely you've got profile, okay? So we'll pick it up at a different time, not right here, right now. You profile and son of a trying to shoot him for picking up garbage. This is an extremely concerning issue and one that we are taking very seriously. All aspects of this incident, specifically the actions of the initial officer, are being investigated. This is gross, dude. All right, so that's Boulder, Colorado, and that, uh, that took place a few days ago. Uh, at least that's when it came out. And I kind of want to get you guys' thoughts on that a little bit before I throw my two cents in there. What do you think about it, Eric? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Have you seen the video before? No, now? no, I hadn't. I hadn't have you seen it. the video? I had. I started to watch it, and I didn't get a chance to watch okay. it. I'd, I read the clip, like the title, but I didn't get to actually see it yet. Cause it, yeah, there's a lot of people who have a lot of ideas, you know, about this, you know, on social media. And, you know, they're going back and forth, you know, they're uh, saying – they're. One side says, hey, you know, you need to, you know, respect authority. You know, please show up there. If suspect you, they're doing an investigation, first of all, um, then you should, you know, allow them to do their investigation and, and work through the process and then everything will be OK. And then one side, you know, is saying, hey, you know, my goodness, the officer's overstepping his authority um, and, and things of that nature. So I'm just curious of uh and I like, you know, for my people that are on Facebook right now to chime in a little bit and, and tell us what your thoughts are, because uh, I call in numbers 512-543-2284, uh, 512-543-2284. You know, let me know, you know, what 
what are your thoughts about this? Because a lot of people had a lot to say about it on social media. But go ahead, Eric. Well, it's always difficult in situations like this, especially coming from a libertarian perspective, because the police represent the state. You know, they're an arm of the state. Um, and at times can be a violent arm of the state. And there's nothing that frustrates me or infuriates me more than when the force of the state is used to kill somebody and they're wrongfully killed in doing so. You know, the, the situations of unarmed people being killed. And then especially in a situation like this where it's where he lives, um, it's a, it's discouraging to see officers behaving this way. There's This isn't the way that they're supposed to be representing us this isn't what our tax money is going towards but at the same time as a, as an individual interacting with the police it does you no good to escalate the situation either because you're not going to be able to help the cause of liberty if you're dead mm. so that's what i talk to because I, I libertarians especially are, are very can be very antagonistic to police officers right um, especially, you know, when it comes to something like marijuana uh, or anything like that. And I understand where that's coming from, but sometimes you got to bite your tongue so that you can literally live to fight another day. Uh, in situations like this, we've seen the escalation happen to where somebody ends up dead. Right. And just do, you know, be smart and, and pick your battles. Yeah. And I, and I kind of agree with you. You know, you really have to – you. Know, I understand you're, you're upset about what's going on. You know that you live there. You know it's your home. And all you're doing is standing outside picking up trash. And honestly, I felt, I felt bad for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it literally almost brought me to tears because I, you know, he felt like my, you know, my God, I have nowhere to turn. You know, how can you not understand that this is my house? You know, then I have to put myself in a police officer's shoes. It's like, okay, well, he's, you know, he's doing an investigation. Okay, this, this person stand outside a house. They've maybe had break-ins in. And he's thinking, okay, well, could this guy possibly be doing a break-in or something like that? So let me just do a little investigation. Hey, you know, do you live here? Can I see your ID? You know, and just, hey, yeah, here's my ID. Yes, I live here. This is my house right here. You know, when it comes to things like that, honestly, I mean, you, you, you just have to really calm down and relax a little bit. I always tell people you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. So definitely keep that in mind. And I'm I'm not the one that's trying to give you legal advice, but you got to put yourself in another person's shoes, you know, a little bit. I don't trust everyone. Not everyone's in, t- in their intentions are good. And so it's up. To, it's going to be up to you to calm that situation down to get yourself just like you said out of that situation. And so you can live to fight another day. So the officer's just asking you, you know, to identify yourself. You know, maybe you just want to identify yourself. You know, you don't necessarily have to, you know, in certain situations, but, you know, maybe it would be best to do that to calm that situation down. If this person is overstepping your bounds, then, you know, let's take it up and, and let's go ahead and report it, you know, and make sure that something is filed on it. Uh, so we just got to, you know, every now and then just take a breather, step back and not try to, you know, definitely you know blow everything out of proportion because I treat I kind of treat. And I'm, I'm going to get some calls about this. I, I treat police officers, you know, kind of like dogs. You know, it's like this, you know, uh, like a scared dog. When a dog is scared, you know, if you put them in a certain situation, they're going to bite. If you put them in the corner, they're going to bite you. So what you want to do is you want to lower your voice and try to calm down a little bit. And by doing that, you know, that will, you know, relax the dog, give them a way out. 
You got to give them a way out so they can take that out and go. If you don't give them a way out, you put them in the corner, then they're just going to buck up and you're not going to like the response that you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can only control your own actions in a situation like this. And when it comes, it it shouldn't be up to the citizen to be responsible for de-escalation in situations like this. And I get that. And that's what we want to move towards. And there's avenues to try to get that to be a reality. But again, it does no good if you escalate the situation or are so against the idea of this happening that you end up dead. Right. And let me let's go to uh, let's go to line one. Epi, Epi, you all would come and talk. What you got for us? Hey, my ball. I just want to say uh, here's my here's my take on this whole thing. Sure. The police officer had yes, police they have a job, but so do the firemen, so do the paramedics. They don't go around searching for fires. They don't go searching for people in danger, people who need medical help. They go, they, they come when they're called, when they're needed. For him to bother somebody who is on their, who is on their property, who is working, who's basically working on private property, there was no danger. The man, I mean, if, if he was that concerned, he could have easily have said, you know, wait, you know, observe for about five minutes and see what he's doing. If he sees no danger, move, move along, keep going, going about his way. He's a police officer. He's he has responsibility to be the the the, the we're the ones that we, we put them in charge. We give them we put give them they have they have their authority because we allow them to have that authority, not to let them do what they want, but to to give us a sense of, of safety, a sense of peace in our neighborhood. Right. Not for them to trample us and to do as they please. All right. And then hold on, Eddie. and then for him to um, go ahead. No, you're fine. Hold on, just one second. Let me go to line two real quick, Olivia. Olivia, line two. Well, hey, baby. Hey. How you um, doing? You know, I miss y'all, but I'm sitting here watching this show, and you know what I got to say about this. All right. Keep it clean. Um, first of all, it's Colorado, and we need to talk about what is the population of Colorado, what is the demographic, and how are these police officers trained? Every citizen in every county in the United States has a voting right to encourage the police training budget. And so if your officers are not trained for situational awareness or any type of um, situation where it's a homeowner and on their own property, on their own land, um, that is your responsibility as a citizen of that county, of that municipality. You have the right to go vote, and you have the right to sit in on every single council meeting, on every single APD, or I'm sorry, I let that slip, not <laughs> APD, every department meeting. Right. You have the right to vote on how police officers are trained. All right, hold, and, and then Olivia, like- Olivia, hold on a second because I want to come. I want to come back to both of you when we come back from this break. So hold on, both of you, Epi and Olivia. All right. We're talking about uh, we're still going to talk about Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick announces priority bills. And we're also going to finish talking about uh, this incident in Colorado. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talking. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County. And you're listening to Come and Talking. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, 
or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about this case in Colorado where the police officer showed up to this guy's house. He was standing outside. He was picking up trash in his yard around the complex there. And the officers, uh, there was some type of confrontation. And we just saw the video We uh, and also heard the video. If you're on the radio, if you're on Facebook, you saw it. And so we're having this discussion about, you know, how to calm these situations down, how not to put ourselves in those situations. And a lot of people are stuck on trying to make someone else do something. You know, we get stuck on that. And I talk about this in class. You're so busy trying to make someone else stop what they're doing. You can't control someone else. You cannot control their actions. But what you can do is you can control your own actions. So instead of standing there arguing with this officer, me as and I'm not pointing blame at anybody because I'm going to go both. I'm going to flip flap mm-hmm. both sides. You know, as I'm if I'm the citizen, that's my house. Instead of me standing outside in the yard and yelling at this officer, I'm going I'm going into my home. I'm going to go in my house and close my door. And I dare anyone come inside my house (laughs) because then that's going to change things. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Especially with this situation, it should have ended when the officer approached him and he said, I live here. That should have been the end of the interaction. Correct. But it wasn't. Especially when he showed him his ID. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially that. Yes. That should have ended it. Yeah, they were dead wrong. They should have all walked away. There's no reason for them to pull out a shotgun, pull out tasers, and eight officers show up at this guy's house when he had had the guy's ID in his hand. Yep. Yeah. In his hand. Should have been where it ended. (laughs) But the reality of the situation is it changed it again. I don't want to see my brothers and sisters who are fighting for liberty die because of a situation like this. Do what you have to do to remain alive because we're going to continue fighting for liberty and try to change this. And at that point, when the officer realized, okay, this guy lives here. I have his ID in my hand. Here you go, sir. Here's your ID. Thank you very much. Sorry about any inconvenience and have a nice day. Anything past that point, he needs to be fired. Yep, absolutely. I'm sorry. And if you're standing here, you're trying to stand up for him, you're dead wrong. (laughs) That's the bottom line. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's go back to the phone line. Let's go back to, um, what is it, Epi? Epi? Let me see what you got for me. Hey, Michael. Yeah, like I said, it's. I believe that the police need to be trained a little better. They need to learn the de-escalation. They need to understand that, like I said, like I said before, if he was concerned that there was an issue going on, he could have observed about five minutes to see what was going on. He could, in five minutes, he could have easily have seen that the guy was just doing it, going about his business, not bothering anybody. There was no danger, and he could have just drove on and been on his way. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. All right. Awesome. Thank you, sir, and thank you for the call. All right, let me go back to Olivia. Olivia, what you got for me, man? Okay, now you know I got a lot to say about this. Go ahead. (laughs) As a white-appearing Latina woman, Chicana woman, 
can tell you, I have stood in the front yard of my house in Austin and many of the houses I've lived in that I've owned, and not one officer has asked me if this is my home. So we have to ask ourselves, how are these officers trained? Did these officers believe that this black man or Latino man or dark-skinned man actually believed what this was his home and he was just picking up trash? We need to start at the very, very basic level. This is Colorado. They've legalized marijuana. They have quotas to me. This police department across the state in Colorado have now have a gap in funding that they have not met. They cannot meet marijuana arrests. They cannot take in that capital. So what are they going to do? They're going to target minorities. And this was the, the issue all along with legalizing marijuana. Libertarians should have been woke to the situation of if we legalize marijuana, who's going to be affected most? Who's going to get pulled out of jail? Who's going to get pulled out of prison? Are we going to fight for the people who are in jail for marijuana who are not white? And that's what libertarians, that's where they went wrong. And this is not unexpected. Colorado does not have a humongous black or Latino population, just like Austin. So if you are in Austin, if you're in the city of Austin, this could very much happen to you. Less than 7% of our population is African-American. If you own your own home and you are picking up trash in your own home, this could be you. Every police department has a quota to meet. And you have to understand at the end of the day, that's how budgets get met. And if you don't vote on police training, if you don't go to these police meetings, if you don't go to coffee with cops, if you don't know your precinct district leaders, that is the problem. It is not the problem of the police. You have to understand these officers, a lot of times they go trying to get out of their own poverty. They're trying to face their own, you know, uh, demographic. They're trying to do the best they can, and they don't have a lot of training. And so if you run into a white officer, there's a chance that a white officer has never been in the ghetto. He's never been in the hood. He doesn't understand how a black man can own his own home and pick up his trash in his own home. There's a huge difference. And we have to just accept that and move forward. And, yes, it is about identity politics at a certain level. And libertarians and Republicans choose to ignore that, and that's fine. But guess what? Democrats, that is what is going to lead them in making this a democratic state. And so we have to stand up and we have to fight and we have to say this has to be equal liberty for all. This cannot be equal liberty for just one demographic. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Olivia. Appreciate you always calling in and giving us your thoughts. And uh, we'll we'll see you next time. And I'll (laughs) see you. I'm going to see you at my uh, birthday party, right? I'm going to try I'm going to try. You know, I got oxygen tank now because oh. I'll be stressing me out extra, oh. but. I know that's all my fault. You're going to need, you better bring an extra oxygen tank because you're going to need that. Let me tell you, by the time I finish with you, you're going to need a lot of oxygen. Let me tell you. All right. So you just prepare, prepare yourself. Start, start, start dieting right now. Start sobering up and, and oh, ask your doctor for some extra I already extra gained tanks. a lot of weight. I already gained a lot of weight. I'll be stressed. The city of Austin has stressed me out enough for 2019. We're only in February or March now. So this, this, what we're looking at in Colorado, we've got to look at the city of Austin. We've, we've got to understand what our demographic is, what our database is. Whether you believe in identity politics or not, you have to understand what the reality is. We actually have data on these things, and we, it's no longer about demographics. It's about data. Look at the data. Look at the science. It's what I've been saying for four, three years on your show. 
We actually have the data. Well, we got to talk not, about we got to talk about a little later on another show. What's going to happen on April the first? So I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. April the first, something's going to happen. What's going to happen on April first? Y'all be clowning too much. Oh, on, what's happening? We'll, we'll talk about it later. Thank you, Olivia. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dan. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick he announced some priority bills. Uh, he, he announced, uh, let's see, uh, quite a few bills for 2019 legislative session. Uh, the bills designate as his priorities are a result of requests and recommendations from senators and the people of Texas. And so while these bills represent the top 30, they are a number of additional critical bills that Lieutenant Patrick supports and will uh, Lieutenant Governor Patrick supports and will help pass in the current session. Now, Lieutenant Governor made the following statement on issuing his priority list. He said, today, I'm announcing 30 priority bills for the Texas Senate for the 2019 legislative session. Senate Bill 1 at the top of the list is a conservative Texas budget that includes $800 million for border security, funding for property tax reform, and a across-the-board teacher pay raise. And Senate Bill 2, property tax reform, is my top policy priority. And he also said that Senate Bill 3, uh, the across-the-board teacher pay raise, has already unanimously passed the Texas Senate, just so you know. And the true school finance reform starts with, uh, with paying our teachers more. Aside from a parent, nothing has more impact on the future success of a child than a teacher. Now, the governor also says, the lieutenant governor also says that the remaining bills are not only my priorities, they are also priorities of the majority of the Texas Senate and the conservative majority of Texas. Uh, they strengthen our support for life, liberty, and Texas values, increase protections for taxpayers, and ensure that our democracy remains strong and our economy will continue to grow and create jobs. I am proud to support the, this legislation and look forward to working with the senators who have authored these bills to get them passed and signed into law. And that's a statement from Lieutenant Governor uh, Dan Patrick. Now, the list of those bills are going to be Senate Bill 9, Enhanced Election Security, Senate Bill 13, Ethics Reform, Senate Bill 15, Protecting life, uh, protecting Local Free Markets, um, 17, Protecting Religious Liberties. I'm concerned about that one because mm. I don't think, you know, I, I'm, I'm free to go whatever church I want to go to and, and, and believe in whatever I want to believe in. Uh, protecting campus free speech, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Protecting Second Amendment rights. Uh, this bill here, SB 19, what that does is that says, hey, you know, if you're leasing, renting some property, whether it's uh, residential or commercial, uh, then, you know, the, the property owner can't put in your lease that you can't own firearms. You know, so I, I think <laughs> I kind of like that. If I'm yeah. you know, paying for a property, I should be able to protect myself in that property. Yeah. Um, uh, Senate Bill 20, Stop Human Trafficking. Uh, 22, Defund Abortion Providers. 23, Texas Born Alive Infant Protection Act. 24, Alternatives to Abortion Information Act. Uh, Senate Bill 1, the State Budget. Senate Bill 2, Property Tax Reform. Number 5, Increase the Homestead Exemption. 27, Stop Government Overreach. 28, Stop Frivolous Government Lawsuits. 29, Stop Taxpayer-Funded Lobbying. 30, Taxpayer Right to Know Bond Transparency. Senate Bill 3, across the board pay raise for the teachers. We talked about that. And four, school finance reform. Uh, number six, Disaster Response Act. Uh, number seven, Flood Disaster Plan. Uh, Senate Bill 8, statewide flood plan. Ten, student-targeted mental health. I think that'll cut down on those uh, school shootings. 
Uh, Senate Bill 10, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, number 11, School Safety Act. That's another bill that will you know, combat school shootings. Uh, Senate Bill 12, Retired Teacher Security Act. 14, Expand Roll Broadband. 16, Police College Loan Forgiveness. 21, Raise Smoking Age to 21. <laughs> I like that. Senate Bill 21 is the raise the smoking age to 21. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't even smoke. Uh, 25 is higher education credit transfer. Uh, 26 is honoring state parks commitment. Uh, so these are his bills uh, for the 2019 legislative session. J- definitely check those out. Uh, we're going to post those online. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.